Made on Zencaster. Are you Tony Stank? I am Iron Man. Stank, Stank, Stank. Genius billionaire playboy. You Stank, you Stank. Hello and welcome once again to Stuck or Stank. My name is Aaron and I'm here with Josh. Hello. And uh, this week we're talking about Iron Man 3, the start of Phase 2. Yeah, Phase 2, baby. This is the phase, if you ask me. Really? This is a fucking great phase. Okay, so Phase 2... Goes from Iron Man 3 up until... Uh, Ant-Man. Ant-Man. Hmm. Okay. Okay, maybe this isn't the phase, but I mean, this is better than the first phase. I mean, look, look, the first phase is a solid establishment. Mm -hmm. There's not a huge amount of movies in there, though. You've also got to remember, I think, phase 2, I feel like, has more. Is that correct? Let's see. Hang on. Let me double check here. Because we've got one Iron Man. We've got... <clears throat> it's, uh, okay, so we've got Iron Man 3, Thor Dark World, Winter Soldier, mm-hmm. Guardians of the Galaxy, mm-hmm. Age of Ultron, and Ant-Man. Oh, okay, so I think that might be slightly longer, but not by much. How many movies was that? Six? Three, four, that's six, yeah, it's the same, same length. Okay. Uh, is it better, though? Than Phase just, 1? Just... Just judging from the top, like the high, the highs are very high, but the uh, lows are also Thor: The Dark World. Yeah, but it's only Thor: The Dark World. Age of Ultron's not great. It's better than Thor: The Dark World. Sure, but is it better it's... than Avengers? Well, no, it's not better than Avengers, but it's better than Iron Man Two. Sure, Iron Man Two is better than Thor: The Dark World. Yes. Uh, at least I remember it being. It very well could be. Like, that's the whole point of this podcast, right? We're, yeah, we're reevaluating. True. We will find out about so Thor we the Dark try World and, next week. But. Yeah, we want to try and go into these without the prejudices of our past rankings. Uh-huh, yes. Although uh, I did go Thor into... the Dark World is fucking dog shit. Goddamn. I did go into Iron Man 3 very uh, excited. Yeah, I did too. And part of that is because it's definitely the one I've watched most recently. Because um, mm-hmm. last year I I did so I usually do like a Spooktober viewing marathon where I try and watch a horror movie every day. Last year I yeah. tried to do a Christmas one through December, yes. and Iron Man three was one of those Christmas movies. Yeah, it is. Fuck yeah, it is. So Christmassy. That's <laughs> there are many. Yeah, it's there the are many points during movie. my notes. There are many points during my fucking notes where I've got Xmas baby <laughs> with no context. <laughs> that's what you would need for notes is no context yes yes that's exactly like i use these notes as a way of jogging my memory so i can extrapolate further on things yes xmas baby doesn't help me at all no it doesn't (laughs) uh yeah there was a few times during this where i wrote a thing and then i was like i need to add more in like parentheses parentheses or something so so i know yeah i I, I need more to go off yeah like i can't just write fuck yeah no, it doesn't <laughs> doesn't help you at all. <laughs> no. Nope. This is the final MCU movie to be produced by Paramount Pictures. 
It's the first Marvel Cinematic Universe movie to be shot entirely digital. Just a you know, just a neat really. Yes, the others had you know a lot of film elements. Um, Okay. Disney bought the distribution rights from Paramount Pictures for one hundred and fifteen million dollars. This deal also included the Avengers. However, as with Avengers, under the conditions of the deal, Paramount Pictures will be the studio logo to appear at the beginning and not Disney's. No reference to Disney was made until the end of the closing credits distributed by Walt Disney Studios Motion Pictures. This movie was originally budgeted at $140 million, but after Avengers became a huge hit, Marvel Studios and Disney upped it to $200 million in order to allow Shane Black to make the best movie he could. You know what? That's and boy, the did right he decision. make a movie. Because the first cut of this was three hours and 15 minutes long. What? <laughs> There's an hour of missing footage from this movie uh, that what? I would love to see. Release the the Shane Black cut. Hell yeah. I'd love to see it. I, I'd, I'd sit through three hours of Iron Man 3 again. I don't know if I'd sit through three hours of fucking Justice League, but like, no. hell yeah. I'll I'd do definitely Iron sit Man through three, three, an extra hour of this. This is the first movie in the Iron Man franchise not to be directed by Jon Favreau, who turned down the mm-hmm. offer for this movie in order to direct Magic Kingdom. And how did that turn out, Josh? What the fuck is Magic Kingdom? Exactly. That movie fell apart. <laughs> it did not happen. Oh, I feel bad now. <laughs> I'm sorry, John. <laughs> he later admitted that not directing allowed him to have more fun with his character Happy Hogan, saying that he was like a proud grandfather who doesn't have to change the nappies but gets to play with the baby. Yeah, yeah, all of the fun with none of the responsibility. I get exactly. that. I'm an uncle. Yeah. Now, Shane Black directed this. He is uh, big, he, big-time big writer, big-time righty man. He's known, uh, his big trademark. <laughs> did you write that line in your notes? <laughs> nope, did not. That's off the, off the cuff, off the, off the dome. Uh, his uh, big trademark is that his movies are generally set during Christmas. Yep. Uh, he wrote Lethal Weapon, The Last Boy Scout, The Long Kiss Goodnight, and Kiss Kiss Bang Bang, which he also directed. Uh, he also Was uh, The wrote Nice a... Guys one of his? Yes, Nice Guys as well. And uh, he also uh, wrote a little bit of Last Action Hero, which has a Christmas setting in part. Uh, yeah, yep, sure. It does. It does. He also wrote Predator. The, fo- the Predator. The fo- <laughs> no, Predator, I think, is Halloween, I think. <laughs> is the Predator actually a Halloween movie? I think so. Look, all I know is there's some weird shit going on in that movie. Still have to see it. Mm-hmm. This is the only Iron Man movie not to feature any songs by ACDC. That's the last bit of trivia I have for you here. Wow. I hadn't no, I actually have... thought about that specifically until you mentioned it, but you're right. There is no Akadaka in there. There's no Akadaka. Let's get to the plot. This comes from marvelcinematicuniverse.fandom.com slash wiki slash Iron Man 3. Synopsis me, baby. Here we go. Tony Stark begins narrating the story of how he lost everything, stating how it all started at a New Year's Eve party in 1999. Stark meets the eccentric and physically disabled Aldrich, Aldrich Killian, who promotes his company Advanced ID Mechanics. However, Stark, deciding to research another operation, Extremis, with Maya Hansen, misleads Killian into believing he was interested in his ideas. He sends him to wait on the roof, never intending to show up. 
Stark witnesses the powers of extremis firsthand as it can genetically manipulate living organisms. As the New, Year, New Year's fireworks goes off, Killian is left alone on the roof. All sad he is. Oh, poor is, Aldrich Killian. Sad. Yeah, pre-glow up Aldrich Killian, is that's, sad, sad man. Killian's a, that's a nice name. Nothing bad's going to happen with that guy, right? Even the name Aldrich is kind of, there's bad vibes with that entire name. It's not great. Yo, listen up. Here's the story about a little <laughs> guy that lives in a blue world. And all day uh-huh. and all night. And everything he sees is just blue, like him, inside and outside. Blue, his house, <laughs> with the blue little <laughs> windows, and the blue Corvette. Please wrote the entire lyrics And everything he sees blue. is blue. No, this is all... I, this, I, I just know the lyrics to this song. <laughs> I mean, yeah, who doesn't, but... <laughs> okay, my, my first note here is, Tony continues to get the best licensed music for the moment. And, uh, <laughs> God damn it, does he ever. We may not have any ACDC, but we're at Eiffel 65, and nothing says 90s like Eiffel 65. I guess, but it's just a weird choice, like, of all the songs from 1999. I don't well, know. look, um, New Year's 1999, you can throw that at me, or you can throw that uh, Jennifer Lopez song at me. Um, oh, yes, that Jennifer Lopez song, what of is course. It? Waiting for Tonight? Oh, sure, yeah. Yeah, those are the ones that will trigger the, oh, this is 1999 New Year's. Yep. What about Prince's 1999? Well, no. Doesn't make me think of 1999 at all. Does to me. Is that weird? That is weird, actually. That's what it's all about. Um, Okay, so a few things say 90s like Eiffel 65, but holy Mm. shit, maybe Happy's mullet says something. I'm not sure it says 90s. But it's saying something. He has a glorious mane at the beginning of this movie. It's beautiful, it's and he like slicked back and oh. Uh huh. And there's a there's a part where he like flicks it back too over his shoulder with his hand. He like. Mm-hmm. Oh, I've done it's that. Great. Feels good. <laughs> uh, over enthusiastic, happy is fucking hilarious. I mm. love him crash tackling Tony when the fucking plant explodes, and then yep. they're reassuring him that it's fine. And he's like, "It's it's not Y two K." It's um ha- happy in this mo- in this whole movie is very over enthusiastic about everything. I like yes, uh, the, I like his character in this movie. The revelation that like because he wasn't directing, he got to have a little more fun with the role. It's like mm-hmm. yeah, no, that makes sense. I can totally see that. Everything he does, he looks like he's having a great time, or at least like really just playing up the character. It's good. Mm-hmm. Uh, for how much Stark has changed over the course of these movies, he really hasn't. <laughs> he's like, he's still Tony Stark at the beginning of this movie, and he's kind of he's kind of the same later. <laughs> His yep. attitude, the way he talks and stuff, he's uh, he's Tony Stark through and through. Yeah, I mean, yeah, <laughs> he is Tony Stark is like ninety percent ego, ten percent Iron Man suit. Um. Yeah. Man, you ever really think about how much of the MCU is based upon Tony fucking up? It really is, yeah. From from here on, mm-hmm. I meant to. Yeah, I guess from here on. Yep. 
right? I think so, yeah. Because, like, Ald- Aldrich Killian is a demon of his own making, and then we follow on to uh, Ultron later, and the whole... Vi- <laughs> There's just so much. The fucking Scorpio Accords, Vision... Mm. There's many yeah. things that Tony <laughs> has done that have fucking blown up in everyone's face, and he's the yes. first one to sort of knock everyone out. And go, uh, that's a Tony conversation Stark, the for secret a villain of the MCU. Not that secret, really. Not that secret, but look, I love Tony um, Stark, but I'll be the first one sex. to be like, "Hey, he, he fucks up real bad." He a fucks lot up of the a time, lot. yeah, constantly, which is fine. It makes for an interesting character because he's he's still a good guy. He's just he's he's trying to do good he's, things. He's, it's he's it's, doing his best. He's just fucking up along the way. Yeah, like it, everything he does, he's born out of trying to do something good. It just goes wrong. What's that? What's that saying about the uh, the road to hell paved with good intentions? Yeah, exactly. Uh, this is yeah. I like this opening. It's fun. We get um. Jensen, is that his name? Yes, we get Jensen, and we also got a heart surgeon whose name I forget that will reappear later on. I don't know if you noticed that. Mm. So Jensen uh, introduces uh, Tony to a heart surgeon, uh, mm-hmm. a Chinese heart surgeon. Yes. And later on, at the very end oh, of the movie, okay, all right. he shows up in that scene. That makes sense. <laughs> okay, mm-hmm. gotcha. Uh, Maya Hansen is here, played by uh, uh, Rebecca Hall. She's pretty good in this movie. I liked her. Yeah. Yeah, she's... uh, There's, like, a a very casual likability to her. Yes. And also, like, halfway through the movie when things start to turn, you're like, oh, oh, hmm. (laughs) Shit's not what you think it is. Right. There's a lot of that. There is a lot of that. (laughs) This movie does a lot of that. That is correct. So, 13 years later, months following the Battle of New York, Tony Stark has spent all his, all his time building dozens of new powered suits. It is clear that his near-death experience while destroying the Chitauri has had a deep effect on him as he starts showing signs of post-traumatic stress disorder. Not helping is the emergence of a new threat. A powerful terrorist leader named the Mandarin has been responsible for multiple bombings, in order to assure the public that the U.S. government is capable of handling the threat, they have given James Rhodes War Machine Armor a Captain America-inspired paint job and renamed him Iron Patriot to a mixed reception across the U.S. <laughs> mixed reception. Wow. Mixed reception, indeed. I don't know. I think kids love it. I still don't... Like, d- Tony just let Rhodey have the suit for government use. After everything in, that happened in Iron Man 2, where he's like, I'm not giving you my suit. He's oh, like, then, you can like, have that. Rhodey, like, flew off with it, and he was like, well, this is mine now, bye. Yeah, but, like, like Tony can't get it back? Like, he's Iron Man. I'm sure he could if he really wanted to. I think he just trusts Rhodey, which he should, because Rhodey seems to be one of the most trustworthy motherfuckers in the entire MCU. Yeah, I guess. Fair enough. He's also a huge dork. <laughs> he um, is. So, is the suit-up scene into the uh, Mark 47 mm-hmm. the grooviest suit-up scene in the entire MCU? Oh, the grooviest Christmas-themed suit-up <laughs> scene ever. Yeah. He's doing fucking kung fu and flips and shit and dancing. Mm-hmm. Gets it. Oh, we got a ball shot. He gets 
hitting the balls <laughs> with his yeah, cup. Yeah. Great. It's good stuff. I missed um I missed this Tony Stark of like building stuff and getting fucking knocked out by it. Whatever. Making fucking new elements and shit, lasers. Yeah. You missed that. You miss yeah, making that. new elements. No, no. The element shit was bad. I mean, <laughs> the suit stuff of, like, building new suits. Oh, and- oh. well, you're going to get... Maybe not the building part of it, but you're going to get a lot of new suits in this. So Yeah. Right. <laughs> Some of the best. Could- did it did it for blow you away when they open up this movie and they say Mark forty seven? Yeah, and she's like, wait, we were up to like Mark. Was it Mark seven in Avengers? Yes, that's fucked. <laughs> How long has it been since New York? Uh, not not long. This is very soon after. Like goddamn. I mean, I guess I guess Iron Man as a project isn't super hard to do once you've got the basics down. So you just kind of make a template and then you just add shit on. Right. Just paint little bits different, mm-hmm. make a new way for it to like come onto you. you know. Add a couple of like jackhammers for arms. Yeah, sure. Why not? Uh, Fuck. Fucking paint most of it gold and make it kind of the worst looking Iron Man suit. But yeah, good stuff. Uh, yeah, that's pretty crazy I'll, that he's made 47 of these things. Yeah, no, it's like 40 additional suits in such a short time frame, and he chose to, and paint, he chose to paint this one mostly gold. What the fuck? They're all, like, autonomous. Like, they can all just, like, walk around and fly around and do their own thing without him controlling yeah. them. So we don't really know this at this point, but he does show it off a bit with the uh, Mark 47 later on, where, yeah. like, he can just fucking have it go around and do stuff. <laughs> yeah. That's just a, cool. it's just a fucking, it's just a robot you made. Is Jarvis even sassier? Yes, absolutely. He's more, um, I don't know, more human sounding, I guess, in this. More like, yes. He, he's definitely saying things that are less robotic, which is fun. Yeah, he's, um, he's definitely, uh, beginning like a pre-transition to vision, I guess. Mm-hmm. Because uh, we'll get that at some point, but yeah, no, this, Jarvis is very funny in this movie. Yeah, it, it comes up a lot later when he's like sort of depowered, but mm-hmm. even early on, he's saying he's throwing out quips and shit, and it's it's good stuff. Yeah, uh, less funny is uh, Ben Kingsley as the Mandarin during his fucking promos. I I if I if I was watching this movie for the first time, I would agree. Yes. Uh, that's why I specified during the promos. Uh-huh. The Mandarin video package is a great intro to that villain. Yes. It is super... He's so intimidating. Like, the way that he speaks with sort of like a pseudo-American, very put-on drawl. Yeah. Overpronounces his, like, R's and shit. Yeah. It's you'll all very good. Her. And the... Yeah, you, you'll... It's just so good. And also, <laughs> his costume is fantastic. Yes. Like... We mentioned this during Iron Man 1, but a big question of the MCU, it seems, has been, how do we do the Mandarin without being racist as shit? Uh, Mm -hmm. And if they had gone completely 100% genuine with this portrayal, I would have been okay with it. Sure. Uh, I I think a lot of people would have been alright with it. Yeah. Uh, He has a... He's wearing the ring... 
f- from that the bad guy from the first movie wears. Yep. What was his name? Something. Anyway. Fuck if I know. He's wearing the, the, that guy's ring, and he has and nine additional rings. <laughs> sure, and uh, he has. Is it a Captain America or no Avengers tattoo? But it's like with the anarchy symbol, something like that. I can't remember. Oh God! Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, great. I, lo- I love his costume. I love yeah the way he talks. Uh, he's, he is yes. If I hadn't already seen this movie and didn't know the twist he would be threatening yep um, but now i can't take him seriously <laughs> i don't know I, I still kind of get sucked into it like he he just puts on such a good performance as serious mandarin that i'm like oh yeah oh fuck we don't get this do we oh we get something just as good fine yes. whatever um is this so they sort of introduced this little uh Mandarin video package with more of the Tony narration. Is this the last time we hear narrator Tony until the end of the movie? Yeah, pretty much. I can't remember anywhere in the middle where it happens. Such a weird thing. Like even in the MCU as a whole, I can't think of many other films apart from like Thor, Love and Thunder that have an actual narrator. Yeah, but I mean, it pays off at the end. At the very end. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. It's um, I like it. I, I like a good narrator telling a story. I also like a good narrator, but I feel like a good narrator shows up more than at the beginning and the end. Right. Like that. I just thought it was weird. Fair enough. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, uh, yeah. And I guess absent. it's weird that he doesn't do it the whole movie, but also maybe that would just get annoying. Uh, yeah, I mean, look, I don't want him popping up every single like scene transition, but mm-hmm. let's take Thor Love and Thunder, for instance. We've got Korg telling multiple different stories over the course of the film. Right. I don't think they got annoying. They were just good ways to recap different things. And, you but know, it, it was it a constant reminder that he was telling stories to kids. It would have also been fine if without that. Yeah, totally. But I feel like you need to pick one. Like, either go with it or you don't. Yeah, I guess. I, I can see it. Yeah, I can see that point. But uh, I, I'm fine with them showing, not telling. If you want to yeah. just introduce... It's the same with the first Spider-Man. The Tobey mm-hmm. Maguire Spider-Man. Like, he, intro- he introduces that, that movie... And then he doesn't do anything else until the end. I think I think the thing that sets this apart from that for me is because we get intro Tony mm-hmm. and then intro to Mandarin Tony. Right. And then ending Tony. Right. So we've got it like three times, but the first two are really close together. And then there's nothing for a very long time. It's just right. a super strange choice. Yeah, that's fair enough. Um... I am Patriot. Any thoughts on that suit? Um, it's lame as fuck. Uh, <laughs> but, you know, I, I think the suit's very fun. Sure, but... I mean, you know. You know me and fucking patriotism. Yeah, yeah, you you hate flags. You I flag hate flags. Smasher, you. <laughs> Big old flag um, smasher. 
I, I like the suit just because it's very colorful and it's nice to mm-hmm. see. Look, I've gone on record as saying I'm that guy who loves uh, when shows and movies put different variations on their characters so that people can fucking buy toys. I love that yeah. shit. Uh, and that just screams to me, buy the Iron Patriot toy. Uh, I love it. Uh, I think Iron Patriot is dumb as fuck, but I also mm. love that. This is also another example of the MCU taking a, an established thing and using it for something else. Yes, because um, in the comics, the Iron Patriot was Norman Osborn at the head of the Dark Avengers, right? Yes. And so they've just given that to Rhodey as part of War Machine's thing. I don't know. Story. Yeah, I, I think it works as like a little throwaway one move, one and done movie thing. Yeah. Because like, unless you knew for a fact you were going to do Norman Osborn and Dark Avengers and his whole deal as Iron Patriot, mm-hmm. there was no point in hanging on to that. No. Um, did you ever read that comic? Because it's fucking I, uh, no. weird. <laughs> no, I didn't. Norman, I re- I've read like, Extremis. I have not read that. At, at like the climax of that comic, at some point, Osborne gets unmasked in his Iron Patriot suit, and he's got his face painted green like the Goblin, <laughs> <laughs> and it just reveals to the world that he's fucking mental. <laughs> <laughs> That's pretty great. It's, yeah, Norman Osborne's fun, but you need more of him. Yeah. Uh, the, uh, the scene with, uh, Tony and Rhodey in the diner or whatever, that's fun. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Totally burns that, ex- uh, that Christmas story kid. <laughs> yeah. And, uh, and then that, that kid gives him PTSD cause he like whispers, whispers about wormholes. Like, how did you escape the wormhole or something? So <laughs> the way that's shot, I'm like, did, wait, did that kid actually say that? Or was that in Tony's head? Is he just freaking out? <laughs> I think the kid said it. It's just very. That's very funny. I I love the uh, the detail of Tony signing the picture with "Help me." Mm-hmm. Yeah. As he's freaking the fuck out, I'm like, "Oh, that's the saddest thing ever." I hate that, but I love it. Um. Yeah. Good shit. Good shit. Uh, that's what we're up to anyway. Stark meets Rhodes in a diner and the two discuss the Mandarin. Rhodes reveals there have been more bombings than have been reported on the news and intelligence agencies have been left mystified by the lack of physical evidence left behind. Rhodes insists that Stark not get involved as the US government is keen to handle this themselves to reassure people who have been left nervous following the Chitauri invasion. The discussion is interrupted when two children are stuck to sign a drawing of him carrying the nuclear missile through the wormhole. The image clearly puts Stark on edge. When one of the children asks how he escaped the wormhole, this triggers a severe panic attack and leaves Stark abruptly. Leaves Stark abruptly concerning Rhodes. This that's poorly written. That is a yeah, that's poorly written. Yes, you're correct. <laughs> this triggers a severe panic attack and Stark leaves abruptly concerning Rhodes. Okay, there, there's supposed yeah, yeah. to be a comma in there. Yeah, there, yeah, it's, yeah. There is a comma, but it's like, I don't know, it's still in a weird place. Okay, then it just skips ahead to Stark having a nightmare. So, let's talk about uh, Mr. Security Man, Happy, being yeah, a security badges, guy. Badges, people. Badges, just flashing his badge at everyone. <laughs> Sorry, did you mean forehead of security? Forehead of security. That's a great gag. Because he of course, Happy Hogan's the guy who doesn't know how to use technology. Of course yes. he is. Yeah. He's a big dumb idiot who likes to punch things. 
Here's a question. Those um, projectables that Killian has. Yeah, Killian's sick ball tech. <laughs> does he have to put those in a specific place for them to work? Because he just throws them and they just yeah, so land they perfectly and then it works. They roll out, but they, they seem to stop with like no inertia. So I assume that's like a feature of the tech. Oh, okay. Like, they they yeah, just sure. sort of fall onto a point where they need to be. I don't it happens again know. later too. But yeah, so I've got Aldrich Killian has fancy ball tech and a galaxy brain. <laughs> yeah, he does. He sure. Uh, I like Guy Pierce. He's fun, but um, He's very watchable. He is. I love his hair in this movie. Uh huh. Very Miami Vice. Yes. Yes. Very. Um. Yeah, no, he's, like, super watchable. He's, like, kind of... I don't know. He's not nice, but he's he's very charismatic. He's very charming, but you know he's, like... He's a dirty motherfucker. Yeah. You know it. His name's Killian. How could it fucking not be? <laughs> very suspicious. How, yeah. Spe- <laughs> how can you name of me suspicious, Killian? Yeah, you can't name anyone Killian. Speaking of suspicious, Happy does know how to use technology... Sometimes, but only when he's taking an incredibly conspicuous photo of a sus car. <laughs> right. With his whatever fucking phone that is. Yeah, I don't know. I've never, I, I didn't recognize it. But he's like full on out the front of Stark Enterprises, hand all the way out, looking at it <laughs> yeah. like he's a real cool guy. <laughs> like happy, everyone can see you doing it in front of God and everyone. Suck shit. I just took a photo. Fuck you. <laughs> I'll never suspect it was me. <laughs> uh, yes, there's a very fun scene. And then uh, Pepper gets home after seeing Killian. And there's a there's a bunny. Big bunny. <laughs> Giant bunny that uh, it, its paws look like boobs. I'm going to say it. <laughs> you know, I hadn't thought about it, but I mean, I guess you're right. That's the first thing I thought about. The first time I saw that bunny, I was like, what's with the weird boobs? And I was like, oh, those are paws. I get it. They're just I'm very never, I'm, I'm never going to be able to look at that the same way. God damn it. <laughs> oh, I'm never going to be able to relax about it. Uh, yeah. <laughs> relax about it is a great saying in this movie. Says it a few couple of times. Not and a then phrase later, that anyone's ever used. No, and then later later on he says, "Be quiet about it." <laughs> Was this just a thing that Robert Downey Jr. latched onto? Maybe I don't know. It's very funny. <laughs> yeah, no, nothing makes me laugh quite as much as it's a it's a normal bunny. Relax about it. <laughs> uh, and uh, yeah, Pepper's greeted by. Mark 42 which Is it 42 or 47? 47, I don't know, something like that It's in the 40s, fuck it It's in the 40s, there's a lot of There's a lot of suits And She Figures out that he's not in the suit And she goes downstairs (laughs) There's a bit where she's like Going to try and take The faceplate off so she can give Tony A kiss, Mm -hmm. and Tony's like Knocks it on the head, hollow. No, it doesn't have that. And he says, kiss it on the facial slit. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that cracked me up. The facial slit. Yeah. <laughs> that's, that's also very good. 
Uh, so Pepper's down goes downstairs, and Tony's down there. Just what is he? What is he doing down there? I can't remember. He's he's talking to her, and uh, was he working out? Yeah, maybe. I, I think he's got like a towel, and he's got some food down there. But I think he's doing the workout or something. Right. She. They're talking, and he mentions Killian, and. <laughs> The Iron Man suit looks at Pepper like it's ashamed yeah, of her. The suit giving Pepper the look. It makes zero sense because he's in control of the suit. But fuck, it's funny. <laughs> it is 100% something that Tony would do. Like, he would 100% use a small amount of his, like, brain power to direct the suit to be on his side during an argument. <laughs> right. Like I've I've man I've managed to manufacture a situation where I always have backup. Mm-hmm. I love the Pepper response. Just like what? Yeah, <laughs> don't exactly. look at me like that. <laughs> the the amount of times that this suit gets treated like a person in this mm-hmm. movie really it's really endearing. Yep. That night. Stark has a nightmare about his near death, causing one of his suits to nearly attack his girlfriend, Pepper Potts. When it detects he is in distress, she is ready to leave, so he finally admits that something about him has changed since he left New York City. <clears throat> Excuse me. The situation becomes even worse when Pepper is visited by Killian, who happens to be her old love interest. Killian is now. Mo- what? This is going yeah, backwards. They've got it a bit backwards. Killian's now more suave and confident and no longer shows any signs of his previous handicap. Pepper rejects Killian's invitation into advanced idea mechanics. Uh, Happy Hogan, who's been promoted to Stark Industries head of security since Iron Man is hardly in need of a bodyguard at this point, becomes suspicious of Killian's bodyguard, Eric Savin? Savin? Anyway, investigates him at the Chinese theater. When he witnesses Jack Taggart unexpectedly unexpectedly combust it destroys the chinese theater and puts hogan into the los angeles mercy hospital savin escapes mysteriously regenerating from his in- injuries okay so i i like that tony okay so tony's like iron man addiction and dependency on tinkering as a distraction is maybe the most compelling character flaw that he gets in any yep. of these movies Mm-hmm. I, I do like his like constant need to fix his problems, but like the whole PTSD and need to uh, create and protect and his mania surrounding it is like just super fucking compelling. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> I agree. <laughs> uh, uh, so following uh, that up, does Shane Tony? Blackham- Sorry, Shane oh, Black uh, originally wanted to do uh, Demon in a Bottle, and then uh, Marvel was like, "We kind of covered it in Iron Man Two, so do something else." So yeah, look, nothing in Iron Man Two, as far as like character flaws go, whether that be the uh, near death um, sort of adrenaline junkie thing, or the drinking thing, or right. the my dad doesn't love me thing. None of those things <laughs> are interesting enough. Mm-hmm. On their own, and together they're all too much. Yeah. This is one thing, and it's very good. It carries the entire movie. It does. Uh, I love Tony in this movie. Like he's fucking great. He gets to do some yeah. really cool shit, and a lot of it is not related to the Iron Man suit at all. Yeah, well, a big 
part of the movie is just like taking Tony out of the suit and proving that he can still fucking go. Mm-hmm. Um, but beyond that, like Tony just gets a lot of good character moments uh, in conversation. He gets to be earnest with people. He yeah. gets to like show that he cares in small ways, but still mm-hmm. very Tony ways. Um, so following my note about t- uh, Tony's dependency on the tinkering is, did Tony have to judo chop the suit? <laughs> I guess that's that's his like that's his thing that he built into it. I guess because cause he he shut it down. He says he says a phrase that shuts the suit down, and then he's got his hands out like he's telling like like he's Chris Pratt with a bunch of raptors. Right, uh, and then when it's shut down, he fucking kya knocks <laughs> yeah. the suit apart, and it just yeah. crumbles. <laughs> I get, yeah, I guess that's just a part of uh, what he needs to do. I mean, he's clearly yeah, been practicing funny. his martial arts. He's got one of those like yes. training things down in his lab. Yep, with the the wooden sticks. I don't know what those are called. It's not a dummy. It's kind of a dummy. Um, it's kind of a dummy. Not call it a, not the same it a dummy. dummy as the. Let's call it a dummy. Sure, uh, but we already call one of the fucking robots dummy. Well, he's dummy in a different way. Yeah, Big true. old dummy. Um, speaking of dummies, Happy tries to do some action movie shit. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Has the worst one-liner. <laughs> oh, what does he say? I don't remember. It's it's so bad that I do not remember it. But, oh, okay. Uh, no. He basically... Uh, oh, God. He infers oh, that the guy that he's following is on a date with his junkie friend. Oh, that's right. And yeah. then... He, he says something real stupid and it's like barely a one-liner before he punches uh, Eric He tries to face. punch him and then... No, the, he punches him. He gets no, a no. good punch. The dude, like, like, he whiffs it the first time and then he gets him the second oh, time. Oh, yes, yes. That's yeah. correct. You are correct. Uh, yeah, I, yeah. Yeah, there's a line there that's pretty dumb. <laughs> it it yeah. was so dumb that I didn't note it down. In retrospect, I probably should have. <laughs> but uh uh happy gets fucked up there's a big explosion yes that is correct is this the synopsis or is this your notes no this is me this is, this oh, okay. is these are my words happy happy gets fucked up uh he, he get, ends up in the hospital he's uh he's got downton abbey on which fuck that show's been on for a while yeah is it still going i don't know they just put out a new movie like a few months ago. Wow. They're making movies. Wild. Yeah. The Downton Abbey Cinematic Universe. <laughs> yeah. That's the next podcast, people. Yep. <laughs> Every episode. Can't wait to for right. that one. I know nothing about this show. Go go and help. Um, there's, a, there's a big house. I know that. Tony's little Downton Abbey request is one of those like rare glimpses you get to see of him actually caring. Yeah. It's like who the fuck would know that about an employee? <laughs> right. Happy's a lot more than an employee, These, you know, at this He's point. He's family. Yeah, exactly. He's like a weird uncle. <laughs> sure. So I sympathize. Uh-huh. I empathize with Happy on a, on a very deep level. <laughs> right. Uh, yeah. So Happy's out of, out of the movie for most of it now. Which sucks. He but, uh, he made a he made a good effort with the amount of time he had on screen though. Like mm-hmm. the fact that very early on, you and I are both just like, yeah, Happy's great in this movie, and he's pretty <laughs> right. much done now. Right. 
Uh, we get to see Extremis and uh, get a glimpse into what it does here with uh, yeah, the guy hot. <laughs> surviving and uh, sort of regrowing his limbs, which is cool. Yeah, and you get a little bit of that in the uh, 90s little uh, prologue. With the plant growing back oh, after yeah. Happy fucking snatches some leaves off of it like right. a jerk. Uh, yeah, it's good stuff. So, uh, where are we up to in the synopsis? Uh, Tony's about to leave the hospital. Okay, cool. When leaving the hospital after visiting Hogan, a pointed question by a reporter causes a furious Stark to make an impromptu statement towards the Mandarin, promising revenge and giving him his home address as a challenge. Later, Stark is unexpectedly visited by Hansen, and the same time, Stark's home is attacked and destroyed by Mandarin's helicopters. Stark survives the attack, but is left stranded in rural town Rose Hill, Tennessee, when Jarvis follows a flight plan left in his system, and Stark's experimental armor does not have sufficient power to return to California. The world believes Stark to be dead as the Mandarin starts issuing more threats of violence. Unfortunately, after landing Jarvis... After landing, there should be a comma there, Jarvis powers down as the suit runs out of charge, leaving Tony with nothing but a dead suit and the clothes on his back. And a poncho. Okay, so... Did, uh... (laughs) Did Tony just threaten murder on live TV? Yeah, and also... Are we meant to believe that people don't know where Tony Stark lives? Yeah, right. He's a celebrity. He's a celebrity with a huge fucking house. Like, Surely you would think that a terrorist cell with, you know, all the resources that that entails would yeah. be able to find that. If they really wanted to find him, I'm sure they would have found him by now. Yeah, it's- I guess, like, this is really just... So the attack that happens isn't because they give out the address because anyone could have found it. It's because, well, he's calling us out. we got to make some kind of show about this. Right. Yeah. And then uh, I, I wrote down, I wish I could just run around smashing people's stuff and tell them to bill me. Like, imagine being so rich you could just smash oh people's God. shit. And then... So rich that you're immune to laws? Right. Fuck yeah. <laughs> Sign me up. Just send me a bill. I'll buy, Look, I'll, I'll buy an upgrade if you want. I'll get you a way better phone. Yeah, fuck yeah, I'll buy you two. Just fuck <laughs> off for now. Just let me smash uh, that shit. <laughs> Sometimes I just need to smash a phone that isn't my own, you know? Yeah, um, and that's another, like, he doesn't need to smash the phone. Like, it's a live thing that's going out to the world. Yeah, What's... damage is already done. Yeah. And also, there's a million other people there with cameras. <laughs> exactly. Tony using that Batman Arkham detective tech. Yes, yes, that's exactly what I thought. Uh, that's recreating crime scenes and shit. Mm-hmm. You can scan uh, every every single thing on a crime scene. Yeah, you like play it, you rewind it, you add happy in, see where he's fucking looking at and pointing, mm-hmm. triangulate that shit. It just yeah. really made me want to play Arkham City. <laughs> I actually uh, yesterday played some. I got Arkham Knight on PC a while ago, so I installed it the other day just to see how it runs. And uh-huh. Fuck, that game's good. Oh, good. So they, like, fixed that? <sighs> oh, yeah, they fixed it. Oh, it's good. good. Well, I'm glad. Uh, yes. Yeah, the scanning thing's cool, and it makes a lot more sense than the fucking dumb scanning thing the, from the, the Iron city. Man 2. The fucking um, diorama shit. Yeah. 
That yeah, was- at least like this is all readable, and I understand what he's doing when he does the things that he does with his hologram tech. Yes, he's not saying randomly, "I'll oh, get rid of this building and this building," and then moving it around and shrinking it down and making <laughs> right. elements. I guess. Uh, are we still at Ding Dong? Come on, I threatened a terrorist. <laughs> yeah, I love that line too. I, I feel like a lot of my notes are just like quotes from the movie because it is very right. quotable. I I tried to avoid that this week because I uh-huh. I have been doing that a lot in these, so I'm trying to avoid just writing quotes. Well, my next note is it's a big bunny. Relax about it. <laughs> <laughs> yes. The phrase uh, relax about it is so weird. It is, but it's so like, good. It, like, I get it. I get what you mean by it, but don't mm-hmm. you just mean just fucking relax? <laughs> Tony, you're a smart guy and you're good at talking. What the fuck is this? Now, I'm curious. Look, I've, re- I've written a quote here and didn't put any context for it. So now I'm confused about what this is about. <laughs> Oh, oh awesome. no, I remember now. I remember now. Hit me. This is a quote. quote. Uh, <laughs> Tony says he can't remember what he had for breakfast, and then Jarvis goes, gluten free waffles, sir. And he goes, that's right. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Yes, that is correct. Um, yeah, that was funny. It was a good exchange. It's a lot of Tony, like, watching what he's eating in this. Yeah. Because there's, like, the gluten free waffles, and there's him turning down beers later. Yep. Um,. Uh, yeah, I guess he's on a health kick after his donut binge in Iron Man 2. I guess so. Uh, he hit that chopper with a piano. I wrote that. That was yeah, fun. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> I've got first slash only time I've seen a piano take down a chopper. <laughs> uh, is, is, I, I wonder if this is intentional, but you reckon Pepper saving Tony in the uh, house attack sequence is a bit of foreshadowing for the like movie's end? Yeah, I guess. Uh, I can tell you that it's Robert also Downey like a Jr. a tiny little bit of rescue. Yeah, I can, I can tell you that Robert Downey Jr. pushed to get Gwyneth Paltrow to have some action scenes in this movie. Uh, and producer Kevin Feige approved. He said, we are bored by the damsel in distress, but sometimes we need our hero to be desperate enough in fighting for something other than just his own life. So there is fun to be had with, is Pepper in danger or is she the savior over the course of this movie? Yeah, okay. I think that was the correct choice. Uh, yeah. We can only have so much of Pepper staring at blinking bombs. You can only kidnap Mary Jane so many times. Sam Raimi? I don't know. I reckon we could we could do it one more time. Nope. I reckon we could. Nope. Have we kidnapped just... MJ in the MCU yet? Uh, did she get kidnapped? I don't think so, I, did she? I don't think it's happened yet. Nope. <laughs> oh, next Spider-Man movie! <laughs> oh God, I can't. I, I, yeah, I, I believe that there was talk of them having a different ending to Spider-Man Three, and then Sam Raimi was like, "Let's kidnap Mary Jane," and they were like, "You've okay, oh, <laughs> again, <fucking."> Sam? <laughs> <laughs> again, Sam? God damn it! It's like yes, again. Who made Spider-Man Two here? Was it you? No, it was me. <laughs> Clearly, I know what I'm doing. Now let's have. Everyone show up. Sandman, New Goblin, fucking Venom. Vulture? Can we get Vulture? We can't get Vulture. <laughs> well, he didn't want Venom anyway. No one wanted Venom. No Not that. Not that Venom anyway. Oh, but mm, I can't think of a Venom I do want in cinematic terms. What? Uh, mm, yeah. 
yeah, so Tony directing the 47 to save Pepper is a good indication of character growth. I feel mm-hmm. like old Tony would have just gotten the suit on and saved Pepper right. himself. Yes. Cares more about uh, about saving her than himself, which is great. Yeah. And um but his, as soon as she's out of the out of the way, he's like, "All right, give me the fucking suit." And he's like, "He's like, I need it, I need it, I need it, I need it." <laughs> that whole oh, destruction not... scene, the house uh-huh. destruction scene, so much fun. It's really yeah. Well I was gonna directed. say, it's really chaotic, mm-hmm. but it's still really readable. Like it's easy to follow despite yeah. being so fucking chaotic. So much is going on. The yeah. house is falling into the fucking ocean. The ca- the comic relief robots, they're mm-hmm. gone. Yep. Not them. It's fucking <laughs> helicopters getting blown up by uh, a piano or a thrown missile being shot midair. There's so much cool shit going on. That's all I really want from these movies is cool shit. Mm-hmm. Sorry. I, <laughs> I thought Sam was, like, crying, but I think he's singing to himself. Um, <laughs> yeah, the, it's really good, and then... Uh, Jarvis saves saves the day, I guess. Yeah, where with would, the solo hand save. Yeah, where would Tony be without Jarvis? Dead. Dead is the answer. Yes. Yes. He would be 100% dead. He'd also be dead without the dummy robot. Mm-hmm. That too. Good stuff. Um, yeah, the solo hand save is fucking cool. A good use of the suit that isn't just pew-pew blasting shit. Yep. Um, Tony's crash landing... In Tennessee is the funniest shit in the world. <laughs> like him waking up mid-flight, mm-hmm. freaking out. His first little freak out is just a oh noise, and that killed me. And then the progressively louder scream as he lands. <laughs> yes, the one just just shit. as he lands is fucking funny as I cracked so up. Fucking funny. <laughs> and then Jarvis is like. Yeah, he needs to go to sleep or something. Yeah, yeah, he he sounds drunk. Yeah, I think I need to take a nap or something like that. Yeah, that's that's correct. Yeah, the suit peels away and he's like, I think I need to take a nap. (laughs) He's got real big uh, Baymax vibes. Yeah, he does. It's good stuff. And let's see. Uh, Yeah, he uh, steals a poncho from a wooden Indian. Yep, and this is uh, all done during a depressing apology call, not the last of which that Tony will make to Pepper in the no. MCU. Mm-mm. This is the the less depressing one. Yeah, yeah, uh, definitely. And uh, yeah, it's it's good. And then we meet Harley. We sure do. He's great. He's that kid is really good in this movie, uh, and I like the the relationship, the the back and forth jabs at each other. Yeah, yeah, he's generally pretty good. Um, he's still a child actor, so there's some bits from like, oh, did, just why can't we just shrink down like adult actors to be kids <laughs> in movies? I don't know. I think he's pretty good. He you is know, mostly. Mostly. There's a couple of bits from like, ah, just, oh. Fair oh, well. 
Uh, Stark uses his apparent death to his advantage, conducting an investigation into an explosion that bears the same hallmarks as one of the Mandarin's attacks, but which the Mandarin did not claim responsibility for. Stark befriends a local boy named Harley Keener and hides out in his garage where he begins slowly charging his suit. Using what little information he has, Stark discovers that each of the Mandarin's explosions was triggered by soldiers that were injected with extremis, the same experimental treatment engineered by Maya Hansen. Uh, yes. I'll just I'll just read this next part too. Extremis, however, right. has a fatal flaw. In the event a user is unable to regulate their internal body temperature, they will start to gain heat at an exponential rate and explode. Stark witnesses the power of Extremis firsthand when he's attacked by Ellen Brandt and Eric Savin, a pair of agents working for the Mandarin. Stark sets fire to a building that explodes Brandt, and even though Eric Savin had set a water tower on fire using his thermal abilities and had brought the tower down on Stark, Stark survived, and after shooting Savin, he steals his car key. Savin survives, while Stark abandons Kena and flees Rose Hill. That, yep, that is a good summary of what happened in Tennessee. Yep. Um, Stark calls a child a pussy. Dad's leave, no need to be a pussy about it. <laughs> oh, yeah. I forgot all about that line. So when it happened, I like choked on my drink. It fucking, <laughs> it's such a good line delivery. So direct. No beating yeah. around the bush. Like, Stark's whole demeanor towards that kid is, is fantastic. He's so standoffish. Yeah. Uh, which is great. And... Uh, the kid's good, and I like the. Uh, he gives the gives him that thing to sh- shove in the bully's face. Yep, and, yep. The what is it? A flashbang? Yeah, I guess. Uh yeah. So Tony gives him. Yeah, Tony calls child a pussy. He then gives said child a literal weapon. <laughs> yeah. Tony, good, good adulting. You're doing it. Um, I like. I said this earlier about how Tony and other people in the cast uh, humanized the suit. This is a good example of it where he like positions it on Harley's couch and like turns the <laughs> yeah, head right. and makes him comfortable. Yeah. Really like that. I also like that Tony's acting as if he doesn't already have a stealth suit when the kid suggests it. Mm-hmm. Uh, which by my count, he has at least three, maybe four in the uh, final set piece of the movie. Okay. I went through all of the suits. <laughs> you, what, you looked at all of them? I, I looked it up, and I found a couple that were, like, interestingly named, and a bunch of them were just stealth suits. I kept forgetting the name of the big blue, the fucking, the Hulkbuster mini. What's oh, oh, the one with the, uh, the one with the fucking things that holds up the building? Yes. It's called Igor. Yes, that that's, I like that one Because he's, like, lot. got a hunchback. Yeah, it's so fucking cool, that one. Yeah, I think that might be one of my favorites in this. Yeah. Uh, Aldrich Killian's a bad guy? That's crazy. Killian! (laughs) Yes, Killian. Bad guy. And he, like, he's like the suave, charming talker. But, like, you had to know that that guy oozes evil (laughs) energy. Like, he's such a greaseball. Mm-hmm. He's he's so easy to be like oh well he's clearly a bad guy and yeah. also the fact that Tony sets him up earlier as being like a demon that he that Tony created it's like yes. well you've you've given the game away here Tony but that's fine we're okay right. with that um, Killian talking about the Mandarin is fun with the knowledge of knowing where that goes yep 
Because he's talking about him as if he's like this really threatening presence. He's talking right. about him like he's fucking terrifying, calls him the master. Mm-hmm. Um, and he's talking about how he's about to go on camera. You know how he gets. And right. that phrase there, I'm like, is that a is that a nod to him being a complete fucking dumb shit? <laughs> I think I think Killian is just wants everyone to believe that he is the Mandarin. Oh yeah, definitely. But I think like you know how he gets is a coy play on like, oh he'll fucking kill you, but also secretly I know he's a fucking dumb shit. <laughs> yeah, maybe. Um, the action scene with the the fight in Tennessee is really fun. Tony. Yeah, you get to see Tony doing sick jumps while handcuffed. Yep, and he's using cool. his big big old brain to to get through it and not relying on the suit. And yep, showing great. that he's more than just the suit. Um, mm-hmm. Although he does have a little bit of suit left on him. He does. Uh, which, of course, Tony has like a weird disposable repulsor right. for emergencies. That seems like something he would have. Mm-hmm. Um, also, really good uh, one-liner about, um, was it the chick not being hot? Followed yeah, by- what was... Followed by her rebuttal, which is even better, which was really a cheap trick and a lazy one-liner. And Tony's rebuttal to the rebuttal, that's going to be the... Or that could be the title of my autobiography. (laughs) Right. Yeah. I like that exchange. Man, this is really well written. Shane Black can write things, uh, you know, predators aside. um, (laughs) No, the predator. Predators is fine. (laughs) Well, sure, yes, yeah. That and also that not, predator. not a Shane Black thing. <laughs> the um, yeah, like last week I, I was talking about how Joss Whedon can can write Tony Stark really well, but Shane Black can write Tony Stark really fucking well too. So yeah, uh, uh, totally agree. Um, I do find <laughs> this section has one of my few bits with uh, Harley, where I'm just like, oh, mm, did. We're going a bit much on the kid, where he's like right up in Tony's face, asking mm. about his trauma. And right. My my note here is, hey Tony, remember your trauma, huh? Remember that? Remember the thing that you fucking hate? But and that's I'm like, le- this, this is a lot. That's less about the kid and more like directing and writing and editing. That's not the kid's yeah. fault. No, no, I know it's definitely not the kid's fault, but the kid happens to be the focal point of it. Sure. Yeah, yeah, that part did annoy me, is the fact that, yes, he went on way too long, and Tony told him a lot of times to not say things. (laughs) Yes. Um, Oh, does Tony survive that water tower collapse by sheer luck? I know he, like, ducks and covers and grabs for the chain link fence before Mm. it falls, but he still gets crushed by a bit of it. I think so. (laughs) But I'm like... What was it? Did he have a plan? No. What was? Okay. There's no plan there. <laughs> Good. Great. <laughs> and then, yeah, they leave and uh, they're connected. There you go. Yes, because we're connected. They they do have like as much as I'm like shitting on this kid. Mm-hmm. I, I I. It isn't as bad as I'm making it out to be. Um. They do have good chemistry, which is nice. That's really all you can ask for. Yeah. 
So, further investigating into the Mandarin, he realizes that all the soldiers were once members of Advanced Idea Mechanics, Killian's company. Stark deduces that Killian has updated Extremis and distributed the program to the Mandarin for his terror attacks. Hansen confirms working with Killian to Potts in an attempt to have Stark fix Extremis' flaws. However, unbeknownst to them, Killian arrives and kidnaps Potts after learning that Hansen visited Stark prior to the attack on his mansion. With Keener's help, Stark traces the Mandarin to Miami, where he infiltrates the Mandarin's headquarters with a variety of homemade weapons. There, he discovers that the Mandarin is actually a British actor named Trevor Slattery, who is completely oblivious to the acts the Mandarin has carried out. The Mandarin is Killian's creation, who used Hansen's research to cure for his to cure for his own disability and expanded the program to include injured war veterans. Amazing. Yes. So the controversial part of this movie, the thing that makes you either love or hate this movie, I guess. Yeah, is it though? Because, well, as I've said, I would love this movie even if we did a completely straight-faced portrayal of the Mandarin. I, f- I mean, I don't know if Shang Chi has changed people's opinions on Iron Man three or not, but uh, at the time, I definitely remember the this twist being like the big thing. Is like, oh my god, I can't believe what they did to the Mandarin. Blah, blah, blah. Well, I, I know this is definitely the thing that makes people hate the movie, but I'm not sure it's ever the thing that makes people love it. I mean, I love it. Yeah, yeah, but do you love I, it because of it, that? Or I don't do you think love I, it? I don't love it because of this. But I'm okay. Maybe I worded it incorrectly. But yeah, okay. it's like there we go. Maybe just hate. This makes this is sure. what people. Make this is the deciding factor on whether people hate Iron Man three or not. Yes. Uh, it took phony t- phony. It took Tony far <laughs> too long to figure out that MIA is I AIM. Well, I mean, it's a it's a military dossier. MIA is a uh, missing in action. Yes, but yeah, that's the thing also, that you would expect to see on documents like it's that. It's written on the other side of the paper. Yeah, that's the other thing, and it has <laughs> like it's part of a stamp, and you see writing underneath it. Right. Um. So, I guess he only sees it from one side, and he really only sees the MIA. Mm. So it's not that big of a like contrivance. I don't think. I guess. I don't know. Um, this this possibly has the worst Stan Lee cameo in all of the movies. It's definitely one of the shortest. <laughs> he's just holding up a scorecard at the beauty pageant. Yeah, he's a horny old man. It's <laughs> like one of, I want to say, three cameos in the MCU in which he's just a horny old man. Uh-huh. Um, yeah, so... Do we... So there's a there's another Mandarin bit in the middle of this. I'm not sure if that's covered later in the synopsis or what, but I'm going to m- mention it here. We get a reference to Roxxon, the yes. fucking oil company. Uh-huh. In uh, the... in the Marvel universe, which yep. is in It's mentioned in the one shot before no, after Captain America, is that correct? Possibly. I haven't watched any of the one shots recently. Okay, well, it's the one where Coulson goes down to New Mexico. It's the prelude to Thor. They stop at a fucking gas station, and it's got rocks on energy on the uh, fuel pump. Uh, It's also something that will come back later in Loki, Mm -hmm. and is a big thing in the Miles Morales Spider-Man game. (laughs) Yeah. I forgot about that. Yeah, yeah, you did. (laughs) 
I love that game, but yeah, I forgot Roxxon was a part of it. <laughs> there is a note immediately after my Roxxon exclamation point, which is just, did Trevor murder that man? There's a line he says later that definitely uh, negates that, but I definitely mm. thought he fucking killed that guy in that Yeah, moment. yeah, in the moment, you definitely feel that that guy is dead, but I don't know. Yeah, uh, la- later on he says, like, all the guns are fake. They wouldn't trust me with a real one. <laughs> right. But then, what happened to that guy? I assume that they... Do you reckon the broadcasts are actually live? Or just filmed and then broadcast out? Because this is way too... uh, Mm. We're questioning this way too much. But (laughs) what I think it is, is he pretends to kill him. Yeah. And then they just cut to like a close shot of him actually being killed later by someone else. Oh, yeah. And splice that in there. Yeah, maybe. Uh, Adam Pally shows up as this, um, TV, is it, t- he's like a news guy or something? The is the it, guy with the van. Is this super fan? Yeah. Yeah, so he's like a, like a camera tech yes. guy. Yeah, well, he's got a van, and Tony wants Gary. to use the van, and he says some of the funniest things. The fucking tattoo is the funniest <laughs> thing. Not just like the tattoo. T- Tony says, "What is it? What's Tony?" Tony says it looks like a. Oh, I can't a remember. Caucasian. Um, uh, God, what? Yeah, someone. What he says. Anyway, he says something. It doesn't look like him. Anyway, and then he's he's like, he got it. It it's him, and. It's not of him though It's of a doll that he made of him <laughs> Yes That is the best part Like I, I very clearly remember the tattoo <laughs> I remember it being not great But then I did not remember <laughs> That the tattoo was based off of a doll That Gary made <laughs> Super fan Gary is a super creep like, oh, That's so fucking funny He's so good though <laughs> oh, Tony God. needs Gary, and Gary needs. <laughs> oh, it's... their their interaction is so good. Yeah. Um. Um. Maya's really convincing as like mm-hmm. someone who wants to stop Killian until it turns out that she doesn't. Right. Uh, and that point is really hammered home by Killian busting in and breaking a waiter's neck. <laughs> <laughs> right. He kills that guy so hard. <laughs> and he's just doing his job. <laughs> what did that guy do? Nothing. Just bringing room service. Mm-hmm. Um, this is also, like, during this part is... Uh, we covered, like, a little bit of Rhodey going out on his Mandarin hunt. Yes! So, uh, so Iron Patriot has been sent a mission to hunt down the Mandarin. And so you get bits where he's, like threatening potential insurgents mm-hmm. getting calls from tony asking like hey what's your password i need to access like your military profile and get on the system and shit mm-hmm. and he's like my password is war machine rocks with an x and all the terrorists <laughs> start laughing at him and he is very fast to threaten minigun violence against people who <laughs> right. laugh at him yeah yeah that thing turns quick apparently yeah yeah it shuts them up it works it does the job <laughs> That's what we call a deterrent. 
and oh, where are we where are we up to oh yeah okay so um tony's driving and <laughs> yes. he's talking to the kid mm-hmm. and the kid's like yeah, it's not charging the, the suit's not charging and tony starts having a freak out yeah and Jar- jarvis is like it is charging it's just not powerful enough or something like it's not gonna it's charging just not charging well yeah and he's freaking out. He, and Tony gets out of the car. And this is the one part of the movie I don't really love because he's had, he's got PTSD and anxiety. He's freaking the fuck out. And the kid is like, "You're a mechanic, aren't you? Why don't you just build something?" And from that point on, and every, all that goes out the window. He's never anxious again. No more PTSD. That the kid just saying, "Why don't you build something?" It just fixes everything. <laughs> yeah, it, it really is just a cure all, uh, and like we don't even see him building or fixing anything after this point to deal with anything. It just never happens. Yeah, it's yeah, it's just waved away. It's like okay, that that whole th- this whole PTSD thing is over now. Forget about it. We're done. Tony's good now. <laughs> Yep. Tony's fixed. I'm glad we all uh, turned this corner together. Yeah. Great. Never ever again with the PTSD, except for maybe a little bit in Age of Ultron. Yes. Uh, but from this point on is when this movie gets so fucking good. Uh, Tony's going shopping for parts so he can build these little t- tricks. These little yeah, look, it's, it's not a suit, but I'm calling that right. look the Mark Bunnings. Oh, it is the Mark Bunnings. You're right. That's so good. Uh, yeah, he's, he's building all these little things and then he goes to the house and he's taking out all these dudes, just being a fucking badass with no suit. Uh, yeah, no, it gets it like, we've said it a couple of times now, but this movie is entirely about, okay, Iron Man is more than just the suit. Tony Stark is capable in and outside of the suit. Yep. It's very good. Uh, the, the electrocution glove. Like yeah, yeah, where he like zaps a dude on the top of his skull. Yeah. Like, Kill that man. That guy's like probably dead. not great. It's not healthy. He also rolls, he, he uses a Christmas ornament as yes. a frag grenade. Mm-hmm. It's, it's very good. That man is scarred for life. Um, <laughs> those fucking Christmas baubles are sharp as hell when you break them. Yep. And that one had explosives in it. <laughs> it's a very good scene. And then we get the reveal of Trevor Slattery. Yeah. And <laughs> Before that, though, we do get drunk chick finger guns, which is really funny. That's oh, after right. he zaps the dude in the head. Yeah. The drunk chick sitting across from him is just yeah. like, he gives her a little shh motion and she just like puts finger, finger guns, guns up at him. It's like, pew, pew. Yeah. <laughs> which... Like, this and She-Hulk has made me think the MCU does, like, white girl wasted really funny. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. It does. Uh, Yeah, Travis Lattery, who just... The way Ben Kingsley talks as Travis Lattery is great. It's such an inconsistent cadence. It's very, very good. Uh, Like... You're never sure what sentence he's on because it kind of <laughs> runs on into the next one and like he right. sometimes phrases things like a question. Yep. 
He's an actor. That's what he says. And he calls that girl Vanessa. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. That girl, which he tries to bribe Tony with. (laughs) (laughs) Right, yeah. Uh, Yeah, so good. He also stinks out a bathroom, a bathroom in which the groupies are then detained. (laughs) (laughs) Sure. Yeah. And they're like, no, God, gross. Oh, God damn. So good. It's such a good goddamn reveal. Like, when uh, when Tony is, like, stopped and it's just Eric and uh, Slattery in the room, he's like, why didn't you press the panic button? He's like, <laughs> well, I panicked, but then I uh, sorted it out. <laughs> <laughs> right. He's just... He's just very funny. He's very silly. Mm-hmm. And, like, the movie is fairly dark, I think, in comparison to what's come before. Right. Um, you know, we're, we're dealing with issues of PTSD and trauma, mm-hmm. uh, terrorism. And, like, the Mandarin up until this point has been, like, a super grounded, grim sort of deal. Yeah. Uh, and then Trevor Slattery is like a hard left turn into goofball town, <laughs> and it's very good. Uh, I know that can be jarring for a lot of people, but I've said yeah. before with regards to stuff like Thor, Love, and Thunder, I love mm. my tragedy with a helping dose of comedy. Yes. This is good shit. I like it a lot. Contrast. Kingsley is too fucking good in this movie. And Sometimes uh, I look at him and I think, how the fuck did the MCU get him? Yeah. And get yeah. him doing this goofy shit too. <laughs> Lawrence Oblivier. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's a great line. It's oh, so good. After veterans. His, his Leah oh, was yeah. the toast of Croydon, wherever that is. <laughs> <All right. laughs> Suck it, Croydon. Uh after veterans started growing unstable and exploding, Killian used their deaths to cover up the flaws in extremists and manufacture a terrorist plot. Realizing Killian's motivation, Stark blames himself for setting Killian on the path that would ultimately see him create the Mandarin. Killian reveals he has kidnapped Pepper and subjected her to the extremist treatment, using her as leverage against Stark. When Hansen reneges against Killian and threatens to sabotage the extremist program, Killian shoots her dead. Yeah, he does. Shoots a dead. She ain't, um, she ain't alive no more. No, she's very dead. And uh, now there's a there's a there's a uh, what do you say? There's a, a job opening, something like that. Oh yeah, yeah. There's a there's a a higher up position. Yeah. yeah visit a position open up higher. I think. <laughs> Something uh, like that. Tony can have her job if he wants. Yeah. That's if what he, he wants. Yeah. I didn't. Mm, seeing how the last one left that position, I'm not sure I'd like to join that. <laughs> no, yeah, doesn't seem like a great exit plan on no, that job. No golden parachutes on that one. No, just red, red, d- d- disgusting parachutes. <laughs> not even, pa- it's a boat. It's a, it's a submarine. That's what it is. He's really good at throwing those balls. He throws those balls again. We get a pepper hologram. Yeah, this one, this hologram's not as like crisp as the brain, the galaxy brain one. But I mean, I guess I, I don't know what a galaxy brain looks like, so that could look like crap. I know Maybe. what Pepper's supposed to look like, and so this one is like, eh, it's definitely Pepper, but image is a bit spotty. Bad reception. <laughs> could In be bad reception. Miami yeah. dungeon. Yeah. 
That's what it is. Those thick walls. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, are we up to Rhodey getting uh, suit jacked? Uh, let's Not, see. Uh, I think it would be part of the next synopsis. But while you read yes, that, next part. I love how fucking evil Killian is. Um, he loves being evil. I think that's what I like most about like tr- just fucking awful villains is mm-hmm. when they look like they're having fun being evil. Loki gets some of it. Killian yep. gets it. Uh, it'll be a while before we get our next really good one. But when they're good, they're good. I I, th- I think Killian's okay. He's hardly in the movie. And when he's in it, he's just a dude. I don't know. There's, there's... He is definitely just a dude uh, Until for a lot end, of it. But... Um... I don't know, yeah. like, I just, I, I like that he likes to monologue and be dramatic. Mm. It All that stuff works for me. Yeah, you know, he's fine. There are definitely problems, and but... I'll, I'll get to that. Mm. Uh, yeah. Okay. As he controls the Mandarin, Killian has also manipulated the American intelligence agency, American intelligence agencies as to the Mandarin's location. He uses this falsified intelligence to lure James Rhodes with the war machine, now re- rebranded as Iron Patriot, armor. What, does it have to say that every time? <laughs> yep, every single time. Can it just have to say Iron Patriot? Anyway. Nope. Stark escapes cap- captivity just as Killian sends Savin to co- commandeer an attack on President Matthew Ellis aboard Air Force One. Savin plants a bomb on the plane and kills multiple Secret Service agents before abducting Ellis. Stark intervenes and kills Savin, but the bomb goes off, sucking out multiple passengers. Stark saves the passengers and crew from their deaths, but Ellis is nonetheless captured by Killian. Um, so, okay, so they had the suit already. Mm-hmm. And uh, they're trying to get Rhodey out. Rhodey's stuck yep. in the suit. Uh-huh. And uh, Rhodey gets to fucking just jump out and punch a guy. That's hey, Superman cool. punches Eric in the face. Yeah, it's great. The um, and then Killian breathes fire. <clears throat> he does, and he's Rhodey's like so like taken aback by it. he's like you he's fucking like, breathe fire. What the fuck? <laughs> yeah, he gets some good hits, and then he's like, okay, you win. Fuck, I don't want that. <laughs> Keep your fire in your face. Please. <laughs> uh, so the suit is 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 coming to Tony. Tony's calling for the suit. Uh huh. The watch. The alarm's gone off on the watch. He prefaces he prefaces it by asking the guard what the distance between Tennessee and Miami is, and it's weird that the guy knows and answers it, but it's very funny. <laughs> right. And. So some of some of the armor comes through, and he's like, "Wait, yeah, for a more. leg and a, a leg and an arm." Yeah, and then you find out that the armor is trapped in the garage. The shed doors locked. <laughs> this doesn't make any sense. I love it so much, even though the leg and the arm got through. <laughs> the leg and the arm got through. There is a window on the garage that the stuff could fly through if it wants to, even if the look, even if the wood is like just so solid, which it doesn't look very it. solid. Looks don't very brittle. It. 
It's very silly, but it's a very good gag because it, one, it allows us to have a fantastically inventive fight scene where Iron yes. Man is only partly armored up. Yeah. But also just the visual of the doors fucking going wild and Harley looking at the window, just like, oh shit, the thing I was supposed to do. <laughs> right. Uh, hey, I'm not questioning. I love the I love this fight scene where where all the parts are gradually coming in and. There's a shot Start where... To, like, flying up into the air and doing a spin with a yes! gun. That's the exact... <laughs> that's the exact thing I was about to say, is, like, that shot is fucking cool. It's so fucking cool. You can tell, like, Tony's never used a pistol in his life. <laughs> right. Yeah. For someone who, you know, used to manufacture weapons... Yeah, not yeah, great well, just because you know how to build a thing doesn't know how... You, doesn't mean you know how to use it well. Sure. Um... He knows how to use Christmas ornaments as explosives, though. That's mm-hmm. great. Um, yeah, lots of cool stuff here. Lots of fun kick-punching, repulsor blast shit. Yep. With only a single repulsor on one arm and one leg. Mm-hmm. Uh, lots of boosting guys into walls and shit. <laughs> and then the final guy just being like, I want out. These guys are weird. <laughs> right. Yeah, that's very good. And... Um- Tony meets up with Rhodey and he's got a fucking car battery that he carries around that's charging the suit. It's so funny. It's goofy as shit. I love that. Uh, So they go back to see uh, Trevor. Yeah. And the first thing Trevor says is, if you're here to arrest me, there's some people I'd like to roll on immediately. (laughs) He's such a shitty coward. I love him. Mm-hmm. Is Trevor Slattery the best side character in the MCU? I would say definitely, probably. He's up there. I mean, Korg is pretty great. Korg's good. I don't know if he's Trevor Slattery. Mm, I don't know. <laughs> Trevor's great. I love Trevor, but I don't. I don't. I don't know if he's. The best side character. Well, maybe we'll, this we'll, needs to be. We'll come back to this. <laughs> maybe we need to rank side characters. Look, when we get near the end of this whole thing, we're, we're going to talk suits. <laughs> we're going to talk side characters. All right, sounds like um, a plan. What did you think of the action on board Air Force One? Either the stuff with Eric in I Am Patriot, or the stuff with Tony coming on board. Uh, I like most of the action in this movie. I don't think there's any like really. Bad action scenes. I lo- I love most of it. Uh, yep. I, I love that the guy picks up a fucking statue and just stabs a dude with it. He just throws it at a guy <laughs> and impales him. Yeah. And then he... Okay, the funniest thing to me in this entire scene is him walking around in the Iron Patriot suit and then picking up a gun. <laughs> right, yeah. And using a gun while in an Iron Man suit. Uh-huh. Yeah. It's very dumb, but it's also great. Uh, and then, yeah, the fucking, the whole, like, sky, oh, I don't want to say skydiving because no one has a parachute, sky falling scene. Yeah, it is definitely a sky falling with style. Yeah. So fucking, that whole sequence is so well made. Um, yep. Yeah. It's like, exciting. Yes. There's a problem that you can't punch. Right. Like, yes. I don't know. I feel like the the more I watch these movies, the more I'm appreciating action sequences where the problem isn't a thing that you can just punch. Right. You have to use your brain and use your other abilities that aren't just shoot bang lasers. Yes. Uh, yeah, but the 
yeah, this whole sky falling section is uh, is great. I think I th- most monkeys. of the action scenes in this movie are really good. I think, especially yeah. what I'd say, you know, they're probably the best in the MCU. Not up to, up until this point, not counting like the end of Avengers with the whole New York thing. The victory lap, yeah, okay, yeah. That I I would agree with that. Yes, that seems accurate. We also get to see a Unibeam. Unibeams are fun. <laughs> yes! He fucking kills that guy. Why through the chest? <laughs> Iron Man murders people. surprised by it. <laughs> it's like, oh, that was... Wasn't expecting that. Yeah, you really didn't see that coming. No. Um, hard to see it, honestly, because it's at, like, chest level and they were really face-to-face. Yes. Yeah, that makes sense. Uh, <laughs> the, the truck collision closet control misdirect is... Great. Mm-hmm. I love that there's this very exciting, very tense action scene with Skyfall, and then Tony just gets run over by a truck. <laughs> yeah. But it's not Tony. It's... He was in a closet the whole time. Right. Suit just falls apart because it's yeah. rubbish. That suit's seen so much shit by the end of this movie. <laughs> yeah. Uh, okay. They follow him to a container terminal where he intends to kill Ellis on live television. Vice President Rodriguez will assume control of the country following Killian's orders in exchange for a sample of extremists to cure his daughter's disability. With the Mandarin and the President under his control, Killian will be able to manipulate global events for his own profit. Stark and Rhodes infiltrate the container terminal, with Stark going to save Potts and Rhodes the President. Stark summons each of the Iron Man suits he has created, controlled remotely by Jarvis to support them from the air. Rhodes secures President Ellis and leads him to safety while Stark discovers that Pepper has survived the extremist procedure. However, before he can save her, the rig collapses around them and Pepper falls 200 feet to her apparent death. Yeah, honestly, that's uh, that was pretty shocking the first time I saw that. Yes, yeah, I thought she was Um, gone. Yep, definitely thought the Pepper Potts was fucking dead. Uh-huh. And uh, for our purposes, she is. She's dead. Until uh-huh. we get back to the synopsis. Sure. <laughs> uh, yeah, this uh, this is the, this is great. Uh, I love the entire all this. lead up. Mm-hmm. The entire lead up to the house party protocol being enacted, where yeah. Tony and Rhodey are doing some fucking infl- stealth infiltration shit. Yes. It's really, really good. I love moments where Tony is not the expert in the room. Right. Uh, where he's like <laughs> this... peeking up behind things. Brody's uh-huh. like, what did you see? It's like, nothing, too fast. <laughs> too fast, yeah. The, and then uh, uh, Tony goes to like um, shoot a light or something. And then uh, he no says can he can't do it. Shot. Yeah, no, yeah. And then Brody just shoots it. <laughs> yeah. And they're just walking around like, Tony's like, okay, what should I be doing? Brody's like, just keep your eyes up, gun up, eyes on my six. And he just like <laughs> realizing he doesn't have his arm up with the gun. So he just right. puts it up one arm. Like no one shoots guns like that. The whole Brody Tony action buddies part here at the end is, is fantastic. And it's um, a lot of fun. I feel like that's a dynamic we don't get a lot in action sequences. Right. Like, do you, re- do you ever really get War Machine and Iron Man actually doing the cool shit together? Apart from Civil nah, War? Nah, not really. Uh, that's and the thing. To, like, yeah, like that you might have, you might see them, 
like in mm. the same scene, but they're not interacting and they're not like bouncing off of mm. each other. Yeah, not like, in the way that other characters do. Yeah. Uh, so that's really good. And hey, uh, is the rocks on Norco a reference to the BP Deepwater Horizon spill? I think so. Yes. Weird. That's <laughs> well, a fucking weird thing. <laughs> yeah, I guess. But uh, yeah, it's it's a close approximation, I think. Yeah. Okay. I mean, Roxxon would definitely be one of those companies. Absolutely. Uh, so are we up to the Iron Man's here? Let's say yes, we are. Because, so many well, Iron Man's. Because if we find out that uh, Pe- uh, Pep is alive and she's oh yeah, 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 right. yeah. So many Iron Man suits. The Iron Legion is so fucking cool. Yeah. So look, the Iron Legion allows for variety in action with lots mm-hmm. of different abilities, lots of different builds, and also. For fun suit changing shenanigans. Yes. Like Tony jumping to and from different suits or going to jump in a suit and then that suit gets taken out and so he has yep. to fall a little bit. Mm-hmm. There's so much inventive action on display here. It's fucking great. Yes. This I agree. last this last sequence on the oil rig is perfect. Is it perfect? It might be. It's perfect. close. It's close to it. It's close to it. Um yeah, no, yeah, I'm I'm totally on board. the The whole suit thing, going to different different suits, and then seeing all the other suits working you get autonomously, to see them all doing their shit. Yeah, doing whatever they do, and that, that fucking that one with like the jackhammer arms, whatever the fuck that is. The yeah, yeah, the one that like piston punches the walkway yes. and sends those three guys flying, and then yeah. another one flies in and shoots them while they're in the air. Yes. There's so much cool coordinated action, and it's all Iron Man. <laughs> it's all Iron Man all the time. Uh, so I've got a couple of marks written down. I've got the Mark 15, which is called the Sneaky Suit. Mm-hmm. The Mark uh, 16, which is called the Nightclub Suit. Mm-hmm. The Mark 17, which is the Heartbreaker. And the Mark 18, which is Casanova. I believe all of those are stealth suits of various okay. types. Nightclub is supposed to be like a low-profile suit, something you could wear in public almost. Mm-hmm. Uh, so it's a little bit slimmer Sneaky I think is the one with the reflective plates Then you've got Mark 35, the red snapper Which is one mm-hmm. that Tony actually Calls out uh, mid-fight It's the one with the little uh, Extendable retracto claws Oh yep mm-hmm. So that one is according to uh, One of various wikis Is a uh, emergency rescue one mm-hmm. Like it's built for emergency rescue So it can grab people in small Tight spaces Okay. And our collective favorite, Igor, yeah. Mark 30, Mark 38 mm. is that one. Uh, Big Blue runs in, holds up a structure from falling down by like bracing itself against the floor. And it's so good. It is. It's That's so one good. of my favorite Iron Man designs. It's really it's, cool. It's very fucking cool. I, I There's one in here. It might actually be Heartbreaker. Um... Heartbreaker, which is not a stealth suit. I misspoke. Heartbreak is one that's like focused on being a Unibeam machine. Okay, yep. It's, it's just got a more powerful Unibeam to it. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that's the one that's designed like a normal Iron Man suit, except it's got pointier pauldrons. Mm-hmm. Like it's just got more points to it. Okay. That's the only way I can really describe it. Uh, some really <laughs> cool designs. Yeah. The, and, and obviously the way you're describing them, they put a lot of effort into like every single one. Into what yeah. it can do and 
Yeah, that's fucking cool. Yep. Because you don't uh, my- you, you don't see most of them like for a long time. They're just like there for one shot or two, maybe, and uh, and then they move on to a different one. So. Yeah, uh, like you'll see most of them in the big money shot where all the Legion shows up and float in place. Yeah. And then uh, everyone, not even everyone, maybe 10 of them get uh, highlight reel moments. Mm-hmm. And then the rest are delegated to background duties. But the ones that get to do cool shit, you get to see them do cool shit. And I appreciate that. Hell uh, yeah. Jesus. Pepper's death really comes out of fucking nowhere, huh? <laughs> it does, yeah. Uh, yeah, I, I seriously thought she was gone, and, uh... Well, they hold it for so long. Mm-hmm. And th- this... there was, like, a rumor g- leading up to this movie that she was gonna die because, supposedly, her and Downey didn't get along, so... Oh, really? Th- yeah, that was, like, a rumor. I don't know if it's true or not, but... Yeah, okay, but it kind of lends some credence to the idea that maybe she's gone after this. Yeah, it's, which, yeah, <clears throat> which is, yeah, definitely... Made it feel like, oh yeah, she she died, <laughs> but yeah, here we go. Uh, Tony just like straight up slices Killian's arm off. I need to bring. Yeah, that he up. does. I'm not sure we're there yet, but fucking hell, it's great. And but you know he's a fireman, and there's no blood, so you can you can cut limbs off if there's no like red there's blood. Of, yeah, it's true. I feel like there's a lot of death in this movie that just gets. Waved away because people exploding. You don't see any blood. It's fine. Right. Yeah, exactly. Stark has no time to process this as he is forced into a fierce fight with Killian whilst wearing various Iron Man suits. Stark successfully Mm -hmm. traps him in one of the Iron Man suits and has it self-destruct. He starts searching for Potts, who survived her fall courtesy of the abilities she received from Extremis. A deformed Killian emerges from from the wreckage and reveals to Stark that he is the real Mandarin before attempting to kill Stark, but is instead killed by Potts. In a, a great, she does some some great shit here. She taking does out some Killian. really cool violence. Yeah, she jumps up in the air and like fucking sticks a hand through <laughs> something. I can't remember. She punches an Iron Man suit. Yeah, why does she do that? Because the Iron Man suit targets her because earlier oh, on, right. Tony's like, okay, Jarvis, uh, take off all your limiters, fucking shoot to kill, that's but shoot right. to kill anything that's extremist hot. Right. That's what happens. I'm paraphrasing, obviously. He's better with words than I am. <laughs> well, not really, because this is the first time in the history of these movies that he's speechless when he sees Pepper alive. He's like, in I, fairness, I, I... she looks fucking great. I'd be speechless <laughs> sure. too. Yeah, he's like, I've, I've got nothing. <laughs> He's just sitting there. And also, like, she's alive. Yeah, exactly. Um, Uh, Tony initially winning while outside the suit. A good exclamation mark on the movie being like, Tony doesn't need the suit. He is Iron Man with or without. Yeah. Um, And also, Mark 47 taking the fucking, taking the final blow, being the one that has to, like, imprison Killian and explode with him inside. Yeah. And also, that doesn't Lock kill up. him. No, it doesn't. <laughs> but then, Apparently not. But then how does he actually die? Doesn't she... You know, it, it's all a blur. Does, she, does he get a hole punched in him? I'm pretty sure he explodes. Like, a pep- maybe, oh, maybe it just oh. needed to be two. Pepper, Pepper throws a, a thing and she, like... 
oh, hits it with the beam. Yeah, yeah, yeah that's explodes. right. She kicks she kicks a missile at him. Right, yeah. And then explodes the beam midair with the Iron Man repulsor she got after she uppercutted the fucking right. Iron Man suit and grabbed yes. it off. Yeah. That's right. Well, where the fuck was this the whole... Does Extremis <laughs> make you good at martial arts? I don't know. I don't remember that being a part of the book, but I don't know. God. Don't know. You know, maybe maybe Pepper's just really fucking cool and we didn't know. There you go. We maybe f- she learned from like staring at that blinking bomb for way too long. <laughs> maybe. I need to learn how to defend myself from blinking bombs. <laughs> I know. Martial arts, that'll do it. Um, and she gets the great line, that was really violent. <laughs> <laughs> yes, and it was. It was it very was. violent. She fucking disemboweled an Iron Man suit, kicked a missile, and then shot it. Yeah. We could all hope, we could only hope to be as violent as she is in that one scene <laughs> in our entire lives. It's um, everyone's one wish to be as violent. No, it's mine. As Pepper Potts? Yes. <laughs> um, the burning Iron Man head is a very cool visual. I like mm-hmm. that a lot. And yep. it's just like staring at Tony until the faceplate pops off. Mm-hmm. I I guess he was expecting to see Killian's head in there. Yes. He's like, because he's re- it pops off and then he's like relieved that there's no head in there. Yeah. <laughs> like, if there was just a head in there, what would you even, would you still be worried? <laughs> It'd be great if there was a head in there and he's like talking to him. What the fuck did you do? I remember me, Tony. <laughs> Ah. Where's my body, Tony? And you just see the arms behind him like fucking dismembering kids. Just like, <laughs> Look, there's bits of me over there and over there. We'll come to get you. And they start like reforming. They're going to like cousin it crawl. Oh, no. Hell yeah. Thing. Uh-huh. Um, yeah. No, that's a really fun way to end this entire scene. Like I said, the Mark 47 is a piece of shit suit that goes through a whole bunch of shit. Mm-hmm. It is in a shambles by the end. It like putters up to the finish line. We talked about at the end of Avengers how the Mark yeah. six, seven, six is in yeah. a shambles yes. before it gets to the Mark Seven. Right. The Mark Forty Seven is doing that exact same fly up to the end, except it trips <laughs> yeah. on a fucking railing and explodes. <laughs> yeah. Uh we also get another part of this movie that is um contentious with people. Mm-hmm. And that's the clean slate protocol. Uh-huh. People d- do not understand the end of this movie. Uh, they're like, oh, didn't he get rid of all his suits? That Why is he still making suits in, in Age of Ultron? It's like, that. it's a clean slate. It means he's like starting, starting from fresh. He's starting fresh. It's also a nice little bit of closure because all of these are trauma suits that he made while yes. he was... You know, dealing with his trauma, and while the uh, while they're having dealt with his trauma bit, maybe a sticking point. Mm-hmm. The movie contends that he has dealt with his trauma, and thus the trauma suits don't have to be around anymore. Right. It's it's all very thematic, and also we get Iron Man fireworks. Yay! <laughs> yeah. Like they have this big fire explosion, but then they go off into nice little fireworks sparks. It's, it's yeah, very it's nice. nice. It's very nice. Uh, Merry in Christmas. The ar- <laughs> in the aftermath of the events on the container terminal, Stark makes a promise to Potts that he'll find a cure for her extremist condition and orders Jarvis to remotely destroy each of the Iron Man suits. 
Both Vice President Rodriguez and Trevor are taken into police custody as Stark decides to undergo surgery to remove the pieces of shrapnel embedded in his heart. Stark also rewards Harley Keener for his help by filling his garage with cool and expensive items. Like Stark a car. Has, like a car. Stark has decided that even without his suits or the arc reactor in his chest, he will always be Iron Man. Dun, 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 Yeah, one of the best end credit sequences. It's really good. So, Happy wakes up. And, and he's like, the nurse is in the way of his Downton Abbey. <laughs> like, that's his immediate thing is like, get out of the way. But I'm then he like, shows. then he also immediately checks out the nurse. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Yes. That is the thing that he does. Uh, happy, oh, happy. Happy's a treasure. He's great. Uh, so here's a, a little note here. A little bit of trivia here at the end. Originally, Trevor Slattery was to take Extremis, believing it was a new drug, and explode from it. This was changed to have him getting arrested at the end. Oh my god. Could I, you imagine? Okay. I I don't know that I could because he's such a good part in future things. Mm-hmm. <sighs> yeah, no, I couldn't imagine. I, I, I feel like it would be done very funny, yes. but I'm not sure the hilarity of that one moment is worth negating Trevor's future potential there, you know? Yeah, exactly. And also, like, I'm, I'm sure they didn't actually think that Trevor Slattery was ever going to have a future in this anyway. Right, um, yeah. I'm glad I'm glad someone out there was like, hey, let's use that fucking dumb shit <laughs> from Iron Man 3. <laughs> and then we get the end credits. Uh, oh, is it... I'm trying to remember here. Is it explained how Pepper gets over Extremis, or is that just hand-waved? Well, I think it's hand-waved, but Tony does mention that he was close to a cure in the 90s. Right, cure. Yeah. He was close to a fix in the 90s when he was drunk. He's mm-hmm. sure sober him could do it now. Right, yeah. Um, and, like, we've seen him create elements. How could he not? Sure. <laughs> Uh, yeah, so we get credits, and then at the end, credits, uh, post-credits, Stark finishes telling his story and is revealed he was telling it to Bruce Banner, who had fallen asleep near the beginning. As Banner Perfect. insists he isn't a psychiatrist, as he wasn't, as he hasn't got the temperament for the job, Stark starts telling the story again. Uh, no, he starts telling a different story about yeah, how he had a nanny when he was 14. Yeah, I, I didn't write this, someone else did. <laughs> I know, I felt the need to correct that. I'm sorry. <laughs> um, yeah, so we get like a payoff to the weird narration thing. <laughs> the narration that was just at the beginning and the end. Yes. Um, and it's funny. Mm-hmm. I, I like the banner falls asleep immediately. <laughs> yeah. Tony's just like, so when did I lose you? Uh, elevator in Switzerland. <laughs> it's like the second scene. <laughs> <laughs> good times, good times. Uh, yeah, yeah gave, I, I like this gave movie. He a fucking car. Holy shit! Yeah, I like this movie a lot. This movie's very good. Uh, I'm I'm gonna take a quick look through my original rankings of it because I'm pretty sure it's in my top ten. Mm-hmm. It may even be in my top five. Let's take a look at this stupid app that we use for this. <laughs> it is. It is in my top ten. Um, it's just outside the top five, although it probably right. deserves to be up there. Uh, 
Um, yeah, Iron Man 3 is really fucking good. Uh, it is. It's surprising in a lot of ways. It's dark, but it's also very funny. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's got, as you said, some of the best action in the MCU up to this point. Hell yeah. Uh, it's it's going to be quickly dethroned, but, you know, it is what it is. It's... Not by not by Thor. <laughs> I was going to say, I don't... <laughs> Not by Thor the Dark World. Not that I remember. Maybe it's got some great action. I don't fucking... I, every time I watch Thor the Dark World, I almost immediately purge it from my brain. <laughs> and that's completely reasonable. It has its moments. I love so much about... I, I in theory, love so much about that movie, and yet... Uh, but mm-hmm. that's that's a matter for next week. Um, yeah, any, any closing thoughts on Iron Man 3 before we get into our Starks and Stanks? No, nah, it's just really good. It is really fucking good. Although I'm I'm gonna re- I'm gonna repeat some stuff here when we get to the Starks and Sinks. It's hard when when the movie's really good. Yes. It's hard to come up with stanks. Just well, even just coming up with two Starks. Oh yeah, that too. There's so many good things about this movie. Yeah. Um I feel like you and I are gonna have one that's shared unless you've gone very broad. Uh, yeah, I wrote one and I was like, I bet, I bet Joshua also has that. <laughs> so let's start with yours. I think it's your All right. turn. Uh, so I've said it. And What's your first I'll, arc? I've said it before. I will say it again. I will say it many times. I think this movie has a really good mix of dark tone and irreverent comedy. Um, oh, yeah. The, the dark shit and the light shit all work really well. Nothing feels mm-hmm. off balance. Nothing feels out of place. Right. Uh, and like... There's really grim shit. Mm-hmm. Fucking Happy almost dies. Pepper does die for a little bit there. <laughs> right. You've got Tony's PTSD. You've got the terrorism aspect. It's, like, genuinely pretty grim at points. Mm-hmm. But then, um, yeah, like, all the comedy keeps it from being too dour, too self-serious. But it never goes, like, so over-the-top goofy that I'm just, like, taken out of the experience. Yeah. Yeah. No, I would agree with that. The, tonally, it is it is consistent. It it's it's not there. There are some MCU movies that are all over the place, but this is yes. yeah, this is very consistent tonally. Um, yeah, it's a good time. My first Stark is something I've already mentioned, and it, that this has the best action sequences in the MCU so far, not counting the end of Avengers and um they're all really well shot and really uh well set out and you can tell that they put a lot of effort into how they're structured and how tony will get his way find his way out of it without using the suit or you know Mm -hmm. and it's great and they're all important to the story nothing feels like it's just added in just oh we need an action beat here yeah, we haven't had an action sequence for a moment. Let's fucking throw one in here. Tony yeah. gets attacked by guys in a, in a fucking alley. I don't know. <laughs> right. Yeah. It it all seems important, and uh, they yeah they're it's they really vital. Good. Yes. Um. Yeah. No, I completely agree. They these are really interesting action action sequences. Like even when the solution is punching or attacking people, <laughs> right? It's done in cool ways where Iron Man only has like a quarter of his suit. Mm-hmm. Or he doesn't have the suit. He's got the bunning, uh, the Mark Bunnings. Right. Or, um, you know, he's not fighting things. He's falling from the sky. He's got to catch 14 people, but can only hold four. 
It's yes. yeah, really good shit. What is your second stock? Uh, my second stock is Trevor the Mandarin. <laughs> that is also my second stock. Yes, we did it, folks. <laughs> Trevor Slattery, <laughs> aka the Mandarin, is so fucking good. Like I-, I mentioned this really early on, where I think the Mandarin played straight. Mm-hmm. is very good as performed by Ben Kingsley. Yes. Uh, I would have been fine with an entire movie of that Mandarin. Yeah. But the fact that we get that Mandarin and then the fucking rug is pulled out from under us <laughs> and he's a dipshit British dude yeah, who likes drugs a lot <laughs> and who stinks up toilets and watches the football. Just a complete like, idiot. He's a buffoon. From top to bottom. Just... Perfect. And just the worst person. Like, <laughs> he's not a good person at all. Like, he seems nice. Like, you could. He seems pleasant enough. Yeah, but like. He's, but he's, he's t- very he's an willing awful to person. roll over on people as soon as he's threatened with, like, being <laughs> <Right>. arrested. <laughs> uh, yeah. And, yeah, Ben Kingsley does so well. And the little, little accent things he does as Mandarin, but also as Trevor Slattery. Uh,. Mm-hmm. It's a very just, robust performance. Yes. He's an actor. <laughs> yeah. As he yeah. would say. Oh fuck. The to- the toast of Croydon. <laughs> Wherever that is. <laughs> what is your first stank? My first stank, and I'll remind you that these are like these are nitpicks. Yep. Um because got those. so fucking good. I'm going to start with what I think is, like, the bigger issue, and even then it's not really... The villain motivations are a bit... Eh. Eh. Yeah. Like, Killian's whole revenge deal is more interesting than Killian's I'm going to take over the shadow government (laughs) thing. (laughs) Right. Which kind of only comes in in the third act. Yeah. Uh, The fact that he's got exploding extremist soldiers seems secondary to anything else. Like, Mm. literally, we're just using... The Mandarin deal as like a cover up for the explosions. The explosions themselves are completely accidental. Mm-hmm. It's just yeah, like it works within the context of the movie, but it just doesn't seem uh, like as far as the whole villainous setup goes. I like Mandarin. I like uh, Trevor. I like Killian, but I like them more because of the performances and not necessarily the justifications for them being there. Yeah, and doing what they're doing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that that's uh, makes sense. Uh, it's not well. I mean, my first stank is that Killian's just kind of there, like he's yeah. pow- powerful, but he doesn't get to do much up until the end. And yeah, uh, so I kind of agree that they're just not they're not great villains, and they're yeah, uh, like they get to be evil on screen a couple of times, and yeah. clearly. Uh, Guy Pierce is having a lot of fun monologuing and shit and being a, a smarmy dickhead. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that's fun. That's fun to watch. And as I've said, he's very fun to watch in this movie. But yeah, the justifications for them doing the evil that they do is just like, eh, uh, you could have just made this about revenge and I would have been fine with that. Yeah. And uh, yeah, so that was... That's my first that was, one as well. That was your first. Pretty much. Yeah, okay. So, uh, so uh, my second stank 
is the Tony Vio feels out of place and is noticeably absent most of the time. <laughs> that is a nitpick, yeah. That is the that- nittiest pick. <laughs> uh, mine's, mine's also a pretty small thing. It's is that Tony just gets over his anxiety and PSD and he's seemingly cured just by Harley telling him to build something. I feel um, like that's a bit more substantive. I, I guess... Uh, I, I don't know. They, they needed a... Needed him to get over it, I guess. <laughs> that was the best they could Look, do. Look, we don't I, have I don't a three-hour movie to run with. If we had that three-hour cut, maybe he would be yeah. a bit more traumatized for a bit longer. Maybe we, yeah, maybe that's uh, some of the stuff they cut out. They were like, you don't need this hour of extra PTSD. Or maybe it's just an extra hour of Tony lobbing pianos at helicopters. Oh, we could only hope. I would also watch that. <laughs> just just uh, different angles on the same thing. <laughs> Or he just he just like carries around like five pianos at a time, and or then it's just... like different kinds of pianos: a grand piano, a Casio keyboard. He has <laughs> one of those fucking floor keyboards from Big. Yeah. Ah, <laughs> oh, that'd be great. <laughs> yeah, we can call it Iron Man Three: The Piano Cut. <laughs> uh, yeah. So small, small things. Because this movie's too good. It's very fucking good. And now we come to the ranking of Iron Man 3. Do you have the list? Do I have the list? I do have the list. All right. How are we we looking? You want me to go from the top to the bottom? Please. Ranked at number one currently is The Avengers, followed by Captain America, the first Avenger, Iron Man, Thor, The Incredible Hulk, and bringing up the rear in number six is Iron Man 2. Yeah. Um, Is this about to become an Iron Man sandwich? An Iron Man witch, if you will? Where where do you want to put this? I kind of want to put it at the top. (laughs) Okay, look. I kind of do too, honestly. (laughs) <laughs> well good i'm glad we have some kind of i don't there. oh it's like look look avengers is important and it uh, is an achievement but is it as good a movie as iron man 3 oh god is it as fun to watch the entire way through as iron man 3 kinda i mean i had a lot of fun watching it I- last week i had a lot of fun watching it but i definitely found myself stopping and taking notes a lot more <laughs> Iron Man 3, I was just like, no, this is too good, I can't... And I've watched this recently, I know this movie But that's all, that's like, also recently. another thing, is like, is this just recency bias of... This being the last thing that we watched? Yeah. Mm. Okay, okay, well, well, present to me your arguments, because I could go either way on this. I, I really like Avengers, I really like Iron Man 3. Hell, we could put, we could, we could reconvene and have Captain America be number one. This is that's that's not happening. Um, oh, damn it! <laughs> this, oh my god! What would make Avengers higher up on this list than Iron Man three for you? It's Avengers. <laughs> that's okay. <laughs> so it's that's the, it's the one where where everyone was all together and there was like a big event. Um, it is. It is definitely. 
but as a movie, I mean, this you, is... You said it yourself that I that the Avengers lacks style. It does. It doesn't have... It doesn't have a <laughs> it's signature very to it. plain. Um, Whereas you look at Iron Man 3, that's a Shane Black movie. It is. It's very Christmassy. And, um... <laughs> he uses a Christmas ornament to blow up that one guy's face. A lot of one-liners. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, there's some the really f- fucking great action. Oh, the action's really good. The action's really good. Eiffel 65 is here. <laughs> <laughs> so is so is Happy's mullet. Oh god, Happy's really good in it. Like all of the supporting characters are really good. And look, Avengers is great. I will never ever say that the Avengers is not great. Everyone mm-hmm. gets the moment to shine. It's well balanced considering how much of an ensemble cast that is. <clears throat> mm-hmm. But does Iron Man 3 being a more focused thing make it ultimately more enjoyable? Yes. This is I think so. pure Iron Man. This is Iron Man distilled down. Well, this is like this is less than this is this is just Tony Stark. Proving it is, it is. Iron Man doesn't even need to exist. Ultra Iron Man. Um, fuck yeah. Oh god. I look. I'm I'm 100 willing to put Avengers at the top. You need to make me some kind of argument here. I can't though. That's the thing. I I need you to convince me because (laughs) that's the thing. I I'm I think Iron Man three is number one. (laughs) I definitely think it's the better film. And I feel bad about that. <sighs> Look, uh, other other Avengers movies will come. This is Iron Man's last true. chance to be number one. That's true. Okay, all right. Iron Man three, number one. Iron Man three. Yeah, I I feel like <clears throat> part of this is like we're gonna have other Avengers movies in the future, mm-hmm. and they are bigger and more spectacular and more event ish. Yes, eventus, momentous. Momentous. They're more momentous uh-huh. than uh, 2012's Avengers. And 2012's Avengers is great. Yes. Uh, you'll never hear me say that it's not. Fun time. It's important. It's fucking momentous uh, in and of itself. Yeah. But uh, it's only going to get bigger from here. Sure is. And if, well, if bigness is the only thing that is keeping it there, then I'm not sure it deserves to stay there. It'll it'll get bigger after it gets very bad because next week we'll be talking about Thor the Dark World oh we sure will oh it's, fuck it's dark times ahead oh god we have to watch Thor oh, the Thunder. Dark World fuck yeah, yeah. We, we both knew this day would come when we started this we both knew Iron Man 2 and Thor the Dark World were going to be real early we had mm-hmm. to make our peace with that an incredible Hulk. That's yeah, fine. <laughs> better than Iron Man two. Yep, it is better it's than Iron Man list. two. It has it has that going for it. Uh, yes, Thor: The Dark World is next week, and uh, uh, and until then, so Iron so Man at least we'll know. <laughs> at least we'll know Iron Man three will be number one for a couple of for. For at least one full week. At least, yes. At least one full... Well, two two weeks. Okay, fine. For two weeks, Iron Man 3 will be number one. There's no way 
Look, I want to try and be as fair to Thor the Dark World as possible, but... Thor the Dark World will not be anywhere near the top. No, uh, it is a lower half of this list movie, Mm -hmm. if not the very bottom. We'll see about that. We'll see about that. I feel bad. That that means... That means both Thor movies are going to make it into the bottom half of this, which well, they deserve, but, <laughs> you know. The good one hasn't happened yet, so... It's true. But we'll get there. Thank you, everyone, for listening. We'll see you all again next week. A goodbye. Bye. Are you Tony Stank? I am Iron Man. Dank, dank, dank. Genius billionaire playboy. You dank, you dank.